Well, how are our texts today, have to, what is, what's the connection with Epiphany and the baptism of the Lord? I just think it's another manifestation passage in the gospel. So Christ is here, and he's showing up in a public place, and he's reading this prophecy, which is a promise of the Messiah. And he's saying, this prophecy is fulfilled, here I am, ta-da! So it's this idea of manifestation that's connected with the Epiphany. I'm going to focus the homily today, though, on the responsorial psalm. This is a really neat psalm, and it actually shows up uh, on the Epiphany itself. If we go back to last Sunday um, and we look at the psalm, this is it, actually. And that Sunday rendition of the psalm included a lot more verses, so it's a little more clear as to what's going on. We kind of have an abbreviated form of it today. But essentially, it's, it has to do with uh, King Solomon. Okay, so it starts off: "O God, with your judgment endow the king, and with your judgment and with your justice, the king's son." So the son of David, in a really literal sense, is Solomon. But we know Jesus is the son of David as well. Okay, that's his traditional title, son of David. The Messiah was known as the son of David. So what that lets us know is that we can look to Solomon. To see, okay, he's going to be like a foreshadowing of the Messiah. Now, of course, Solomon in his later days notoriously made huge mistakes and fell into sin. Um, his love for, for pretty women got the best of him, and he amassed to himself all of these pagan wives. And they eventually kind of uh, caused his heart to stray from fidelity to God and, and then fall into pagan worship. So, obviously, in that sense, he's not a foreshadowing of the Messiah. <laughs> um, but there's other elements to his rule that are very much a foreshadowing of, of, the, mess, of the Messiah and of the kingdom of God that the Messiah would, would bring about, the reign of God that the Messiah would bring about. So, first of all, this, this king is going to be endowed with judgment and with justice. Uh, he's going to govern um, with justice, and then he's going to have special uh, predilection and concern for the afflicted. And he's going to redeem from fraud and violence. Uh, and then precious shall their blood be in his sight. So the life, he's going to be very pro-life. The life of the people that he's concerned for are going to be of great importance to him. Um, and May his name be blessed forever, as long as the sun, his name shall endure. Uh, we see that basically it's a well-wishing of Solomon. Like we just, you know, it's a kind of a hyperbole. Okay, you know, so they're praising Solomon and they say, may his name endure forever is what they're trying to say. But again, that's a kind of a foreshadowing of the Messiah. So his name is going to endure forever. Um, and then in him, and this is kind of, Interesting too. In him, all the tribes of the earth will be blessed. All the tribes of the now Solomon, his reign was very peaceful and successful, and he was uh, famous for being able to administer things in a very wise, prudent, and efficient and effective manner. And he was able to adjudicate between one cause and another, and to always do what was just. He was known for for wisdom. Um, and under his reign, other neighboring 
nations benefited. Okay, and that when you when you run a country successfully, you're going to economically bless other countries because you're going to be a producer of wealth, and you're going to be able to, and your your own wealth is going to be a blessing to the to your other countries. So that was verified in Solomon's reign to a degree, but to say that may, in him shall all the tribes of the earth be blessed, that's a, that's a hyperbole, and it's really only fulfilled in Christ. So Christ now is the reigning king. He is the king of peace. He is the prince of peace. So Solomon's reign was peaceful. Jesus' reign is all the more peaceful. Um, if in Solomon's reign there was a blessing for neighboring countries, well, in Christ's reign, all the nations of the world are blessed. But I think the, the takeaway here for this is uh, the sense that I get emotionally from this psalm is that the people are so grateful. You know, if you have a king that's a bum or he's a tyrant or he's a, a buffoon and he can't run things, he doesn't have wisdom, everybody suffers and it's like a, a burden. And then you get this guy in there who's like, oh, he's this ideal figure and he's so successful in what he does. And it's like this huge burden is lifted off your shoulders and people are so thankful and grateful for this king. Well, take that feeling that we get from this psalm and magnify it a thousand times and that's what Jesus' reign is for us. He comes in to our life. He's a perfectly competent ruler. We can trust him implicitly in everything and, and anything. He's always going to make the right decision for us. Uh, if we just follow him and obey his laws, we're guaranteed to be successful and to flourish and to live in peace and happiness. So that's a beautiful thing. And so we rejoice in these days of the Epiphany in preparation for the baptism of the Lord that the Messiah has finally come. And we can rejoice and be grateful for his awesome, peaceful rule.